You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. And let's get into the business of tonight. Amen. Um, you know, I made up my mind that when I go into ministry, I'm never going to go into ministry to make money out of it. In fact, um, in, in, in the ministry where the ministry we pastor, we've been a blessing to the people more than they've been to me. You know, we are in it to bless the people. That's why we went into it, to bless the people, because we understood one thing. We are not relying on the people to survive. You see, I am serving a king. I'm an ambassador, and so I'm supplied from my country. And so we, we are there to bl- I mean, we've given, our, you know, cars, we don't talk. I mean, I've given houses. I'm not talking about cars. I've given houses to people. So we, we live in that space, amen, because we are there to just bless the people, amen. So it's so important then that as we come tonight here, the church begins to understand who they are. When we don't know who we are, we're going to be running wherever we hear there is. Let me tell you, family, we don't need, we don't need doctors, prophets, apostles. We don't need somebody to point us where we're going. When we know what the word says and we stay in that mandate, I'm telling you, family, God will lift you up to a place supreme to the devil. You will become great in this country. You will change the DNA of your earthly family when you know how to walk with God. Now, tonight I want to talk for a few minutes, then we are going to release an igniting force on the people. The Lord said to me that this meeting you're having is not just another message. I am tired for once just coming to hear another message, another revelation, another this, another that. We want to see power. We want to see God move. We want to see, we want, it's not just about jumping out of seats. You know, we are more than, we are way past people coming out of a seat. We, we, that's not my, even in church, I, I let the people know, that's not really my ploy. I'm not trying to get people to stand up when I preach. We want to be able to get people for you to know who you are so that you can maximize your potential on this planet. Amen. You have been sent here for a reason and for a purpose and it's critical that you understand what that purpose is. Satan is going to use people to get you out of this house because he knows that there's something that is about to break forth in this ministry, in this house, that is going to be cataclysmic. It's going to change the world and change the world. The base power but it's not even half of the power that God is about to pour onto this ministry. People will know that the men and women and the family in this place, they are called by God. They are not called to be friends. They are called to, to, to pastor you, you see. They are parents. Parents were never our friends. So when we look at parents, we want somebody who is, we, we're looking for, a, my mother, when I'm naughty, she wakes me. That, that's how it was. My mother, you know, my mother was a, was a soldier, really. She would, I mean, she would wake you, she would wake you nicely. And, and the thing is this, and my friends would tell me, you know, uh, why don't you just hang with us? Don't be by mama, because mama would discipline you. But I realized that I needed mama. She might not have been cut the way I, I, would, I would look at it, or want her to be cut, but it's still my mother. 
So when you are called into a ministry, you are not here so that your spiritual parents can be your buddy and you can eat high five with you. There is no greater love than this, than to put a building this size and preach to you every Sunday. No greater love than that. That's what love is, is ministering the word of God to you day after day after day. But be very cautious because in the last days, we're going to have what we call truth breakers, covenant, people, covenant breakers, and thankful people. And if you're not careful, you're going to be caught in the tide and you think it's the pastor, you think it's the church. The power is not over here, the power is over there. There's something in you that you need to resurrect so that it's ignited again, so that you can come to the place that God always had for you. That's why today I'm talking about the hidden success secret of a kingdom ambassador. The hidden success secret of a kingdom ambassador. Can you flash my first picture? I've got a picture that I want to show you. Um, you know, when I got this, um, you know, uh, this, when this happened, I, I realized that, uh, you know, this is our, this, this tent that you see here, this is the church that we began when we, we were um, running a business and, we, and the Lord called us into ministry at that time. And, and when we left the business to go into ministry at that time, it looked like we were going to fail. This is behind somebody else's home where we were having church, but we had made up our minds that it's no longer about, about it. We, we used to think the power is in the pastor. So when I, ever, when I hear there's a, there's a church over there, I want that guy to lay hands on me until I realize that I don't care how much time somebody lays hands on me. If I don't get up and get ignited personally, I'm not going anywhere. I don't care how many prophecies I have. There are people buried today with prophecies on their, on their heads. So, so we, we went ahead. That is where we began, you know. And this place was so bad when it rains that the water would fill up that place. And I remember, you know, family came up not, you know, some time back when we, when we were here. And they, it was, this was about 2003. And they came and they said, please just pick up. What are you doing here at the back here? Just leave this place and go. You know, I mean, go where? Go look for a job. Because, you know, you're wasting time. Flash another picture and I'll show you some other pics again. You know, you might, someone might think, there I am, you see. You know, I look terrible. You know, I looked, um, you know, when I looked at this picture, there is that movie that called Captain, is it Captain what? Captain, whatever, the guy from Somalia where hijacks the boat. Captain... Captain Phillips, yeah. I looked like a guy from Captain Phillips. You see, that's me. Some of you girls that look at me and say, mmm, that's my type. <laughs> you see, when you saw me like that, I was not your type. Do not count a person. Don't put a person down. Some of you are seeds in the making. Don't let people put you down based on where you are. You are about to grow into a tree. Hallelujah. Don't worry about what people say about you. You just need to keep on doing what you've been called to do. So we made up our minds. So we're here in a tent at the backyard. I mean, my wife is Lizzo, Gordon, Africans from, from Somerset West. We're at the back of some township somewhere and we are reaching out to souls. It was a dangerous place where we were. That's why when I preach, I move a lot. <laughs> I'm, honest, I'm honest with you. Because... 
I had several instances where you are preaching, I thought it was an angel, but it wasn't. It was a padlock. One day I'm preaching, this guy threw a padlock through the window somewhere. So then I realized that stones were coming, padlocks were throwing anything that can come. So when I minister, I'm moving, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing my thing. So you couldn't target me, you understand, I'm doing my thing. Because if I'm facing that side, it comes from behind, I'm done. But, but, but then we were, we, were, we were there doing what we needed to do and we're ministering. I'm telling you, my clothes were oversized. That garment, there's somebody, you know, somebody, a homeboy of Pastor Sam from Ghana, I think he felt sorry for me. A guy from Ghana. He gave me all those garments. I had about four of them. And you know, I felt anointed. I'm walking like this, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen, hallelujah. You know, in that garment, I'll get people healed. Let me tell you something, people got healed. I felt that something was happening to me. Maybe I need to go back there again. <laughs> and so, people laughed at us, even family members looked at us funny, but we were reaching out to souls because we, we, the way we had thought as growing up in, you know, in various places and, and, you know, I thought evangelism was a church program. That's what I thought. It's like a church activity. Until the Lord said to me, evangelism is a mandate for all of my people that I have called. If you're not reaching out to people, he said to me that you are unemployed. You are unemployed. That's why my next slide says, all born-again people are called and sent to be ambassadors. All of you are called and sent to be ambassadors. But watch what 2 Corinthians 5, 16, 21 says. So we have stopped evaluating, I'm reading from the New Living. We have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. Now, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. So you have become a new person. You have to begin acting differently. The old life is gone, a new life has, be, has begun, and all of this is a gift from God who, bought us back to, who brought us back to himself through Christ, and God has given us this task. So God has given us a task the task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world well to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So you and me have been given a message. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So, we are, we are ambassadors. And so um, an ambassador is really an employee of a state. He has been employed by a country. The thing is, maybe you're not getting your wages the way you need to get your wages because you are self-employed now. Because you will know your status as an ambassador by whether or not you are reaching out to the lost, does your neighbors, your street have the message that you carry? 
Because if you are not distributing the message you carry, you are not employed as an ambassador. Even though you've been called to be an ambassador, you are now self-employed. Try it in real sense. An ambassador you know, who goes to another country and then refuses to be employed by his country who begin to look like the people in that country. You don't have to be broke with them. You don't have to have, to, to have your life switched off with them. You don't have to struggle with them anymore if you know what your job is now. I showed you the tent. God has fast forwarded years later. We are now in buildings that cost millions. And guess what? Wherever we are, what even in Devon, we don't know what, um, you know, Lord shedding is because we've got what we call the Goshen blessing. God made sure that even though our entire street is dark, we are the only ones that are lit up no matter what time of the day it is. Do you know why? God says, I ain't got no ambassador who stays in the dark. As long as I reach out and I am employed... He said we're ambassador. It's not just a figure of speech. It's not just a name. An ambassador carries a message of his country. Now, do the people from work know you are carrying this message? Do the people in your street know you are carrying this message? Do the people in your village know you are carrying this message? Do they know or they know you go to the bay? I go to the bay. That's what they know. But what message are you carrying? So, so people walk in the church, Pastor, we, you know, please pray for us, Apostle Alan Beck. I'm, I'm trusting God for my business to grow. I'm trusting God for this to happen and that to happen. But where is your heart concerning your job as an ambassador? Because I don't care what Apostle Alan does. If you don't align with your calling with God, Apostle Alan is a man. He can never get it right in your life unless you align. And so you have then to make sure as an ambassador, you are speaking, um, you know, I've got here something that is really important here, two points. An ambassador does not speak to please his audience, but the king who sent him. So as an ambassador, you are no longer trying to please your family. Some say, I can't really talk to my family beyond they won't come. Probably they won't come because of the lifestyle you live. So you're going to have as an ambassador, the Bible says, you have become a new creature. When people tell you it's okay to keep on doing wrong stuff, Jesus loves you anyway. I love my kids anyway when they do wrong, but I wake them. So we're going to have to understand that we become new creatures. Our mindsets have to change to align, you see. So an ambassador does not speak to please his audience, but the king will send him. And number two, an ambassador must constantly and persistently represent and carry the honor of his country. An ambassador is not affected by the economic cluster of that country. He's not affected by the poverty. He's not affected by the lack in that country. An ambassador is driving the best, living in the best, eating the best. Why? Because his supply is from his country. But that supply is predicated upon the fact that you are doing your job. Because when the Lord looks in his book and he figures it out, we are now in June, Sister Van Veik. 
I've put and I gave her this job she was crying for. And nobody at her work has been born again. Nobody has ever come to church, even though I put her there. She's not doing her job. You began. And, and said, so, okay, please give me a house, Lord. You got the house. But ever since you got it, that house is too clean and too smart to have people sitting in it. Our ministry is going now to over 1.4 billion people a week. And, it's, and we, are on a, we are on TBN, and TBN is not cheap, believe you me. But I can tell you now, that ministry is stress-free. There is no stress because it's paid already in advance. When we started, we had no cent. But because we are ambassadors, I don't need money to pay for God's business. I just need to be available. Then one of my guys in our ministry, he's an Afrikaans guy, you know, Johan. He's been with us for a long time. He left, you know, business and he says, you know, pastor, I want to come. I said, why do you want to come into ministry? What's your, what's your motive? You know, you know he, he's a, he loves soul winning. So the Lord said to me, he's been called to, to, to run a business so that that business can be used financially to support souls. I'm not talking about this. Like, oh, pastor, yes, I'm in soul winning and you're playing games. I'm talking about putting the money where your mouth is. I'll take that money. Well, what's the bill this month of the TV ministry? There it is. Go pay. We do been doing accounting for a long time. We've never seen a person who turned over hundreds of thousands in one month. In the first month, they start that business. Do you know why? It was not just geared to say, oh, we're starting a business. It was geared for soul winning. He came and he said, I will, I will start this business, but 70% of this business is for, for, for the ministry and for souls. And he meant it and is doing it. And guess what? God is supplying it from the east, the left. You know, just this week, they are receiving their first container from China that they've just imported. I was sitting with one of the guys just before I came and he says, you know, I got this huge contract at this mall. The, the owner was, the guy was there was removed. It's this huge. He came to me saying, I don't know what to do with it because there's a lot of money. I said to him, you've opened up your home. Souls are being saved in that area. We are multiplying sales wherever you are. It was not given to you because God wants you rich. It was given to you because God is rich towards souls. When you are rich towards souls, I'll give you what you need. The problem is we have been following money instead of following the king. The money we need is domiciled with the king. So I've been following money and we don't know the address. It's always about money, money. You know, if you make an altar call, you have five million. Who wants five? It will be full, yeah. If you may, if you, it will be full. Why? Because we want money. Do you know why? Because money gives you a good life. But I figured out you can come from a tent, from a John Dolo, to a house worth millions. And our property is worth millions, believe you me. And you can come from there to that, and we don't only have one. We've got several ones. Others, you know, in a complex where people, we have got several. And in the best areas, I'm not talking about, you know, the best, where people want that one, to get that one there, you know, generations won't get just the one where we have it in that area. It was given to us while we're serving God. 
I didn't look for it. I didn't ask for it. I, I, never, I didn't even pray for it. It, was, it just came. Yeah. Why? Because seek first the kingdom and all these things shall be added. Who told you you must work for it? So we've been working for it. I really want to come to home cell, but I can't. I really want to reach out, but I can't. If I speak to the people at work, Pastor, what are they going to think about me? They think that you are nobody in any case. Rather be nobody while you are saying something about God. And your life is really the biggest preaching machine of all. How you walk. How you walk. See, Abraham was a soul winner. Abraham was not just chosen by God because God looked, loved Abraham. If you look down throughout, God has been looking for an ambassador. He said, Since Adam sinned, then God looked for Seth. Then God looked for Enosh. Then God looked for Canaan. Then God looked for Mahalalel. Then God looked for Jared. Then God looked for Enoch. Then God looked for, Lam- for Methuselah. Then God looked for Lamech. Then God looked for Noah. Then God looked for Japheth. He's looking for a man. Then he looked for Aphaxad. Then he looked for Shelah. Then he looked for Eber. Then he looked for, 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 um, for Kela. Then, 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 then it, keeps, it keeps on going. Looking for a man. Then he looked for Ru. Then he looked for Sarag. Then he went and looked for Noah. Then he looked for Terah. Then he went to Abraham. And the Bible says, Then Abraham left with his wife and Lot and with the souls that he had gathered in Iran. He was a soul winner. He was gathering souls. And God says, we, On you, I will change the nations. Why? Because you are a soul gatherer. God is after those that are hungry to get people born again. You are ambassadors of the kingdom. But the, 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 the question is, are you doing your job? Pastor Sam, you must send me a list of ambassadors here that are doing their job. Any person who I'm on this side, any person who understands the revelation of being an ambassador in God's kingdom ceases to struggle for survival and begins to live a supernatural life no matter the world conditions. I know what I'm talking about because I live there. I know what I'm talking about. Jesus sent out the 12, Matthew 10, 5 to 8 in, in the TBT. Jesus sent out the 12 with these instructions. Don't go into Galilee or Samaritan, Samaritan territory. Go instead and find the lost sheep among the people of Israel. And as you go, preach this message. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible, close enough to touch. You must continually bring healing to lepers and to those who are sick and make it your habit to break off the demonic presence from people and raise the dead back to life. Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. Travel light and don't even pack an extra change of clothes in your backpack. In other words, don't pack underwear and socks. Trust God for everything. Watch this. Because the one who works for him deserves to be provided for. So in other words, as you heal them, as you send the message, I will give you what you need. I, I will provide for you. You think God, you know, you see the thing is, <laughs> we, we want this thing so much that we neglect what is important. Because we grew up in democracy. Democracy, I work for myself, I fight for myself. In the kingdom, the king wants his citizens to look like him. The only way you look like a king is when you worship the king. That's why you hear all the countries that were colonized by Britain are under what you call the commonwealth. Yeah. 
If, you're under the, if you grew up in a British colony, some of you would have done A-levels and O-levels and all that type of stuff. You know why? Because that's the same curriculum that was in London. The kingdoms want the countries that they colonized to look like them. Kings want the countries that is under them to look like them. God wants your house to look like his. God wants your car to look like his. God is not driving in some, you know, some dongo dongo. He's not driving some Diwali. You know what Diwali is? Diwali is an Indian festival where they shoot crackers. Your car doesn't have to sound like Diwali. Because God's car is not sounding like Diwali. How many of you know that God ate today? The best food. Kings want their, the territories they are, they, are, they are in charge of to look just like them. That's kingdoms. That's why we drive on. I drink tea o'clock at four every day and I don't know why. Do you know why? Because the queen drank tea at four. We drive on the right-hand side. Do you know why we drive on the right-hand side in Africa, most of the Africa? Because the queen drives to the right. That's why. We went to school with shorts and, and, and thing, you know. We're a black man with shorts and, and, and long socks. Because that was what was happening in England. That will be done in your colony as it is in London. Because kingdoms work that way. But a country that is disconnected to that, disconnects to the supply of that. That is why now many of the African countries that were under the British rule, that disconnected. You must watch. These guys don't have potholes anymore. They've got swimming pools. We don't approve what, everything that they did. Yes, we know some things were wrong. We know that. But what we are saying is, the moment they disconnected, they can't get the toilets to work. They can't get the lights to stay on. They can't get the roads. They can't, they can't, there are potholes everywhere. Why? When they disconnected, they began to look like the country that they were in instead of the home country that they come from. Why? Because they refused to be employed. When you refuse to be employed, your home will look like a South African. Your car will look like a South African. When you are a Hevenian, you should look like a guy from heaven. You dress like them, eat like them, walk like them, act like them. When they are crying, we, are, we got no money. You'll be like, uh, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? What are, you, what are you talking about? When you serve the king, he will make you look good, but the key is serving the king. We have, think, think about this. We, we've got, I don't only have money in South Africa. Some of the money is in other currencies. I've got US dollars, I've got this, that. It's in different countries, my money. Because banks can't keep it yet. Why? Because my dad. <laughs> you know, as, as I say, so I wake up in the morning, I don't say, Father, uh, Please bless me. Please pay my bills. When I wake up in the morning, yes, Rebrosaka, what am I doing today? Who, who do you want me to reach out to? Where am I going today? Who have you? What's your appointment for me today? You know, as, as I'm serving the king, the king knows I need food. He knows my child needs to go to university. He knows how much what I need to pay. But the issue is we're praying every morning, Father, give me school fees. Father, give me school fees. And God's saying, don't pray for what comes to you without prayer. All you need is 
to understand your job as an ambassador, but what the Lord told me this, as I prayed, because the Lord told me, wake up every Sunday at three in the morning and pray for three hours. Not just here, I do that every day now at home to pray. Because church growth and church activity is not natural. You're dealing with demonic array and hordes of devils. If you're in the morning, I told you the testimony when the Lord showed me the horde of devils on top of the roof of the church. And I had to deal with that. So there's a demonic array arrayed against people to make them think things are not right in the church, to suspect their pastors there is a demonic array. And most of that is coming from lack of soul winning because the Bible says, he who wins souls is wise. So there's wisdom you will never get unless you become a soul winner. There's wisdom about money you'll never get. There's wisdom about investments you'll never get. There's wisdom about living a stress-free life. I don't even have that word in my dictionary. The word stress is in the dictionary of fools for me. I don't know what stress is or what you call a stress headache. Some people say, ministry is hard, not for me. It's stress-free because I didn't call myself... So if I walked in here and there was nobody on the chest, well, let me tell you, family, it is a sad thing for us to have all of you sitting here today and have only two salvations because you could have reached to thousands of people in the week that in your world, what are you using your home for? You are praying for your home, but what are you using the one you have now for? You're praying for a new car, but how many people have you carried this year to bring them as an ambassador of heaven into the ministry? Our car that we used to have, I didn't bring the picture, but I have it. It was a church bus. We drove people up and down. And people used to laugh because at one stage the thing was smoking. Because we're bringing people to church. You know. And it, it was amazing. Pastor Sam, when you start, it was a five-seater. But somehow, 18 people can come out of there. And one, two, three, four. They keep coming out of there. It was supernatural. And people said, you are making a mistake. That car ended up smoking and people were laughing. Today, I drive, my one is a 1.7 million vehicle. Just cruising. And those that laughed when I was there, today they are coming to me to ask for a squality. You know what a squality is? Credit. Bafuni credit. Because when they were working for the world, I was working for God. And you're not talking to your pastors full time. I'm still a practicing accountant and tax expert. So some of them, oh, you know, the reason why you talk like that is because you've got time. No, I, I, oh, I got no time. I'm, I'm busy with clients in the day. I'm busy with clients every time. My wife, we are busy with the different properties. We've got holiday accommodation all over. We are busy with all of that. We are really, really busy with stuff. But you know what? We are never busy for souls because we realize the reason why we've got that is because of the souls. Yeah. 